If you need change, um, if you need change, try Jesus. Right? Come on now. I know y'all. I know. Listen. Last week was uh, time change. Not this week. So y'all need to be awake and ready and fired up. That was some good singing, people. Praise God. Let's worship Christ. Amen, amen, amen. God is so good. He is such a wonderful God to us. He changes everything. He gets in the middle of it and, and, and at the name of Jesus, that, that fear that we all have and have been experiencing has to bow, you know, and that, those, those, those chains that are, are binding us up have to, have to fall. And we just got to keep trusting God and believing God and, 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 and knowing that, man, that Jesus changes everything. And we got to put Jesus in our life. We got to focus on Jesus, not focus on our problems. We need to magnify God right what do we do when we magnify God we whenever you put a magnifying glass over something you're making it bigger right so what you're doing when you're magnifying God you are making God bigger and all your problems smaller and we need to do that today and trust God let's pray dear Heavenly Father I, I thank you today for what you're about to do and I I pray that today that during my time of of teaching today father that you would help me to rightly divide the word of truth God, and I just ask for your blessings today, God, that you would be with us and that, you, and that you would just touch all hearts, Lord, and just help our faith arise. And Lord, let our faith be seen. Let our faith be known. Father, we thank you, Father, that you change everything. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you today about, the, under the title, Is Your Faith Dead? Is Your Faith Dead? James, I'm going, to, I'm going to kind of go through the scripture. I'm going to kind of teach today. And um, I feel like that's what the Lord has, is going to have me to do. So, so what, on what James chapter 2, verse 14 through 26, I'm going to go one or two verses at a time. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith and don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? James is talking here about talking versus doing. He's talking about not having lip service that you're saved and that you're a Christian, that you have faith. And he's talking about active faith, faith that is doing something. See, James, James is writing to a group of, of, he was writing to the Jewish people. See, when, and when Paul was writing, he was writing mostly to the, to the Gentiles. And, and um, James was writing to the Jews here. And they had a background. They understood that you can get saved with, by not being good enough right it doesn't matter who you are you just get saved by grace through faith so therefore when you're saved there's no works you can't do good enough to be saved you just accept Christ and you're, you're just grafted in right you know and so he's talking about about that and they, they knew they knew that so they were getting lazy and they thought that hey well then maybe I just don't have to do anything then I don't have to you know I can just sit here and be you know saved and satisfied and, and James was saying no you, that's not how it works see when I was a kid I, uh, I, I talked a lot of smack. I love trash talking. I, man, I just think it's fun. I love the trash talk with people. And um, especially when I'm playing basketball and stuff. Like when we play basketball, I was like a, I was like a Michael Jordan of trash talk back in the day. And I would trash talk. If, if you hadn't played me before, I guarantee you I'd get the first two points. Because I was so in your head that you were at all before we even started the game. And then during the game, even, even if you already played me before and you knew I trash talk, I got in your head so much that you just couldn't focus. I still lost because I wasn't good, you know. So I, I could talk the talk, but I couldn't walk the walk. And that's what James is saying. Man, you can talk the talk. You say you got faith, show it to me, right? 
Um, it's kind of like, you know, you ever, if you ever, you gentlemen, especially if you ever watch a UFC fight, you see these guys come in there and they got these big muscles and they're huge and massive. And there's another dude on the other side that looks like he don't even work out. And man, he'll take him down or punch him, knock him, he'll just knock him flat on his back. And I'm like, how in the world did that happen? You know, because the looks, it look, he talked a big game, and you see him in the pre in the pre-show when they're talking, and they're getting each other's face, and I'm like, dude, he's gonna smash that little dude. And then bam, little dude comes up and just knocks him slam out, right? So it, it, it's, not a, it's not about talking the talk. It don't matter how, how, what, you, what you say, it's, it's what you do. And Paul said in, in the book of Titus, verse one, chapter, I mean, verse, chapter one, verse 16. I'm getting excited. Calm down, Doug. Um, such people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. See, James is, a lot of people say, well, James is disagreeing with Paul. No, James is agreeing with Paul. He's explaining it, okay? And so he says, they say that they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. They, listen to this, Titus. It says, they are detestable and disobedient, worthless for um, doing anything good. Worthless for doing anything good. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless, and do any, doing anything good. They say they got faith, they got to talk, but they're no good. They're not doing anything in the faith realm. Verse 15 of, of um, um, James says, Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no clothing. You walk by and you say, Goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and eat well. But then you don't go give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? See, if you have faith by itself, it's not enough. See, you, so you see, faith by itself is not enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. See, if, you go, if you're going down a road and you stop and see somebody who has, they run out of gas, and you got a gas can in your car full of gas, and you're like, hey, man, that's horrible. Man, I'm praying for you. Man, God bless you, and you rock off. That's what it's talking about. You have the ability. You know, someone's cold, someone someone's needs a jacket, someone needs, needs warmth, and we have the ability to help them somehow. I'm not saying we ain't got a time or going to an appointment. I'm not talking about giving people on the side of the road that are scam artists. I know some are, some aren't, okay? But the thing is, but the thing is I'm, not talking, I'm talking about people who you really know that need something, and you have the ability, and you talk to talk. Hey, man, I go out and, I go out and feed the homeless. You say that, but you're not doing nothing for nobody. You know, you're not, you're not doing it. We say that we have it, we say that we're doing it, but we're not. And, and James is saying, man, that's useless. That is dead. You know, goodbye, have a good day. That's just crazy that we just do that and that we just walk past people that we know that need something from God and we say that we're Christians and I have the answer. You know, I need the answer. Hey, God bless you. And we don't give them an answer. James says that faith is dead. Think about how strong a land. He didn't say that your faith is ineffective. He didn't say your faith is, is weak. He didn't say you got faith, faith like a pansy. He said your faith is dead. You're done, son. It's over, right? He said, so, so what we need to do is we need to arise. And so sometimes, sometimes, listen closely, what I say, sometimes we need to pray less and act more. Well, Pastor Doug, you got to pray about everything. God can do it. You know, yeah, God can do it, but sometimes God wants to do it through you, and some things you don't have to pray about. So if you're, if you're sitting there and you got gas in your car, you got a gas can in your car, and that person needs gas, you don't have to say, Lord, let me just, Lord, I got some gas in my car, Father, and they're in need, and, and I just need to really get the confirmation in my spirit that I'm supposed to do this. 
That's malarkey. That's not how God works. God has given us that ability, and he wants us to, to do and to go out and act. And, and we have faith. We say it. Then do something about it. But the problem is we got so many FBI Christians that, that, and CIA Christians that, that are incognito and are quiet. And they say, I got faith, and they do nothing. God, and James is saying, your, your, your faith is dead. Your faith is dead. The Word also talks in the Scripture, talking about don't just be hearers of the Word, but be doers of the Word. That's what this is talking about. Let's go to verse 18. Now, <clears throat> i got to calm down. D- Daryl tells me sometimes, like, you read too fast. You need, you calm, you're messing yourself up. Calm down a little bit. And he's, he's right. I'm, I'm the, I'm, I heard you, Daryl. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that right now. I, get, so I love you, brother. <clears throat> he's helping me. He's helping me. He ain't calling me out. He's helping me. Um, so now someone may argue. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by good deeds. See, faith alone saves. But the faith that saves comes with a package called works. And whenever, whenever you, 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 the true faith changes you. When you have that faith and you accept Christ, that faith changes you. And that faith flows into works. It should be works. Because they're together. Okay? So it's it's like a tree. If I give you a seed and I have you go plant a seed, you planting that seed in the ground is like the word being planted into you. Okay? And then all of a sudden what happens from that seed that is planted, growth comes. Right? right? And then out of that growth comes, what comes out of that? Fruit. Right? Right? There's works. The tree gives works because it was planted, it grew, and then all of a sudden it said, okay, now i got to give fruit. And if if you walk walk past a tree that is not bearing fruit, what do you say it is? Dead. Matter of fact, Jesus went and cursed a fig tree because it was dead. Right? So here we go. Um, True faith changes you. Okay, we got, we got, to, we got to know that. And also, you got to, don't get me confused, and please don't misquote me. I know this whole thing here could, could very easily be misquoted. I am not saying that you have to earn your salvation. I am not, and neither is James, and definitely neither is Paul. It's not, it's, you, you, you are saved by grace through faith. I'm just saying, once the, on this side of salvation, you have faith and you get saved. Once you step through the door of salvation, now you, got, now you have works that justifies you. Because over here, see, God sees your heart, but man looks at the outside. God says, if you want people to know who you are, you'll know them by their fruits. So you'll know them by their works. You can't just walk around and, and not do nothing and say, well, I'm a Christian. And, and people, people are like, yeah, okay, all right. You ever be that person? Because they say, I believe. Just believing does not, is not enough, and we'll share that in a second. See, faith is a verb. Faith should affect your feet. Faith should, should make your feet move. Faith should say, step. Faith says, well, I don't see, but step. Faith says, but God, I don't have, I don't want to step. Faith should affect your feet. See, Paul is, Paul was pretty much the authority of the New Testament, right? You know, after, after Jesus died and went away, he's kind of the, 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 kind of the head guy that kind of really has all, everything together. He says, you know what? I know all about this. God's spoken to me, talked to me. I have everything you need to know. Paul's kind of the, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's kind of the authority of the New Testament. And he says in Galatians 5.13, he says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Just because you're saved don't mean you can go out and sin and do what you want to. But let your freedom 
give you works of love to love and serve other people. He, he explains it even better in, in Ephesians chapter 8, I mean chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. They were arguing about being, if you need to be circumcised or not. Paul says, God saved you by his grace when you believe, and you can't take credit for that. In other words, it's not because of your works. It had nothing to do that you're good enough, or I did this or did that. It's a gift from God. A gift is free. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that, that we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Salvation is free, so we can't say, well, I did good, and that's why I'm saved. It's not true. So it says, God saved you by his grace when you believe, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. So, so we are saved by grace through faith, not our works, not our works um, to, to prove. We don't do works to prove that we're saved. We, we do works to serve in love. God looks at the heart, but other people look on the outside, the Word of God says. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 talks about it. It talks about faith. It's, it's the faith, faith chapter, right? It said, now faith is, right? The substance of things hoped for, okay? So faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you had to hope first. Remember I was saying this around Christmas? You had to hope first to even have faith. Hoping is action, right? So hope for the evidence of things not seen. Let's go to verse 19. If you say you have faith, but you believe that there is but one God, good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. Even, their, even the demon faith, demonic faith, gives them action. It makes them tremble because they fear who he is. They believe in him so much they tremble and they shudder and they, they, they fear. So, so in what... What James is quoting there when he says, you say there's but one God, well, that's good for you. Well, what he's re referring to is in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, um, the, the, the Jews would go around and, and every day they would go around and say, there is but one God. You know, and he's saying, that's good theology. Yes, there is only one God. But, but the theology is not good enough. You ever, you ever met someone that could quote the whole Bible but didn't have any fruit? They, they're in a heartbeat. The word of God says, and they just go off on you. But they're not showing any fruit. They're, they're angry, they're mad, they're always doing things, you know, and, and, but they, they know the word and they can share it with you in a heartbeat and break it down for you. But the whole time they're sharing, they've got malice inside even. So I love that. He says, he said, oh, you believe in God? Well, so do demons. <laughs> I love that, man. Demons even believe it. But here's the difference. One, one translation says they shudder. So what's the difference between you, what is the difference between you and a demon? Well, let me, let me, Make it inward. I don't, that sounds kind of bad. <laughs> What's the difference between you and a demon? <laughs> let, me make it, let me make that introspectively. What's the difference between Pastor Doug and a demon? That sounds better, okay? What's the difference between me and a demon? Well, the thing is, is we both, have, we both believe. So what's the difference between us? Well, one of us allows that, that our belief to turn into transformation. And the other one does not and walks in rebellion. That's the difference. Just saying that you believe is not enough. A lot of people say, oh, well, I, I, I'm a believer. Just so, Well, demons are believers too. Verse 20. Then he says, how foolish. See, James don't play around, man. He's, he's, calling, he's calling them on the carpet. How foolish. Can't you see that faith, that faith without um, good deeds is useless? And then he goes down. Then he gives us some real-life experiences. And I love this because these experiences that he's given in real life refer back to Hebrews chapter 11. 
He used two of the same people to show you, hey, me and James are on the same page. He, he goes to two people and he talks about Abraham and Rahab. He says, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right by God um, in his actions? In his actions, when he offered his son Isaac to the altar, you see, faith and his actions work together. See, they're, they're, they're joint. You can't separate them. His, his actions made his faith complete. So, so it just happened that just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith that had action. Right? So he, he, he was even called the friend of of God so you see we are shown to be right with God by what we do not by faith alone if you want to show that you're right by God it's going to show by your actions your faith verse 25 Rahab the prostitute or the harlot is another example she was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away um, by a different road and so you may say, well, yeah, Abraham, man, but Abraham, Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them, so are you. See, you may think, well, Father Abraham, he's a patriarch. You know, he was a, he was a, he was a granddaddy, that, you know, so he's special. Well, God covers every, everything. Abraham was a male um, a Hebrew, and Rahab was a female Gentile, so he covers it all. Rahab, what you find her in Joshua, when Joshua sent him out to go, the two spies to go out. See, Rahab married Solomon, or Salmon, S-A-L-M-O-N, Salmon. Rahab was the grandmother, the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus on Joseph's side. Now see, that, that just messed all your theology up, didn't it? There's a prostitute in the line of Jesus. Okay, but she didn't stay a prostitute. You see, see, she, she moved into action. She believed she was very potentially one of the first Gentiles to get saved because she, she believed it. What did she say? Let me read it. In Joshua 2 and 11. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and earth beneath. Her faith moved her into action. She, she heard about it. She believed and then she went into action, and her faith showed action by saving those two guys so that they didn't die. And then in retro, then retrospect back to her, that she put a scarlet um, ribbon over her door, and there she and her whole household was saved when everybody around her died because of her faith. See, there's only like five women in the genealogy of Jesus, and one of them was Rahab. See, I, and I want to share this, you know, because, you know, that's, that's what she was at one point. And, and I'm sure that even though she did this for them, they still called her a prostitute or a harlot. And so what I, this is kind of not, not part of the message, but God spoke to me last night and told me to tell you some, in here or online, could quit, wor quit worrying about people who called you by your, your past designations. You have changed. Don't listen to them. Keep walking in faith. Keep serving and keep doing works for God. And don't worry about what they're saying. Because there's people out there that are still looking at you. You're, 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 st you're, still, the, you're still a liar. You're still a drunk. You're still this right here. You just, just smile. You know. And you know, wait, you know how they'll know? Because they're going to see your works. Show them by your faith that that's not who you are no more. 
You're still, you're, you're still a cheater. You're still, you're still a, 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 a porn addict. You're still this. Show them by your works. doesn't matter what you were. You let them know just like she did. And she went on and she was in a genealogy of Jesus. How beautiful is that? Showing that how God can change things around and turn things around for you. Verse 26. Just as a body is dead without breath, so also is faith is dead without good works. See, body and breath go together. If you take breath from body, body dies, right? So if you take, if you take works from faith, faith dies. You can't, but we try to rip them apart. And act like, well, I'm saved and I'm, you know, I'm doing good and I, I believe and I have faith. But we never act on it. When someone needs prayer, prayer is good. We need prayer. Man, our prayer team right here, we pray all the time. I'm constantly, every week, sending them prayer requests. And they're sending them out to the prayer team. If you want to be on a prayer team, please let them know. But the thing is, is that, 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 that we have that. And so we're constantly praying. But sometimes, why don't we just stop and say, can I pray with you right now about that? Show your action. You don't always have to do that. Sometimes it's not fit, but, but a lot of times it is. Somebody called me the other day. Um, and Jay, Jay King actually called me and was talking to me about something. He said, Pastor, I got a word I want to share with you. And he showed me. And I said, okay. And we talked about it. It was wonderful. And he said, before I leave, can I pray for you? I was like, go ahead. Show me your faith. And he just prayed for me there on the phone. It was just wonderful. But So when faith, was genu- when faith is genuine and real, works show up. If you truly have faith and you say, I believe in God, I have the faith of God, then why can't you forgive somebody that's done you wrong? You need to have those acts of faith to forgive, to move on. Why can't you move on? Why are you still stuck on on what happened in the past? If you really have faith, allow that faith to change you. Faith changes you. If faith will help you to show love, it will help you to serve, it will help you to be committed. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. Here's, a, here's the last question, and I'm done. This, I'm done, done a little early today. Here's the last question. <clears throat> if you just put this question on the screen, John. Right here, thank you. Is my faith more on the inside or the outside? You should ask yourself that. Am I more of a, 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 is my faith inward and I'm not really doing nothing to share love, to show people that Christ is king, that I have that faith, that I am a Christian? You didn't have to have to do all that to, to, to just be on the inside was good enough when you got saved. But now that you're saved, you have faith. When you walk through the door of faith, here's a package and it's works. Now that faith is going to cause these works to go into action. So are you an active believer? Or are you a CIA agent? And your faith is dead. I don't want to go to heaven and, and God say, your faith is dead. Your faith is dead. You, 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 you got saved, and then you just let it lie dormant, and you were faith. Nobody even hardly knew you were a Christian because you didn't really do nothing for me. But if you truly have that faith, there's going to be some kind of works. Now, it's, it's possible. It's very possible to tilt the scales and, and do so much work for God that you really don't even have faith no more. You ever met anybody like that? You know, that's how, that's how pastors of, of big churches fall. They get so much into doing, they lose contact and rip the faith part away, and then they're just doing, and they lose a relationship with Jesus. So you can tilt tilt it on the other side. So we got to be careful and keep that balance, because what we don't want to do is is, is try to rip it apart to where now we're just doing, 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 doing. People are seeing all the good works we're doing, but we're going straight to hell. 
We're not doing nothing. We're just, we've lost our, our, we lost our, as John says, we lost our first love. We can't do that. It's your faith on the inside or the outside. It's important to have it balanced in that area. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? Is there anybody here that would say, Pastor Doug, I'm not a Christian. I don't know Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Even online, if you want to, if you want to raise your hands, if you want to message us, please do. I'm so concerned about your soul. Don't allow the disconnect between us and the, and the camera allow you to go to hell because you're not willing to take that step and receive Christ. But if you're in this room and you, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to be saved, would you just slip your hand up and say, I want to receive Christ. I want to have that faith, that, the faith that I can show that is, is active. Anybody at all? Who, who in here would say, Pastor Doug, I'm a Christian, I have faith, and I wouldn't say my, 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 my works are dead, but maybe my works are on life support, maybe my works are in a hospital, you know, maybe my works is sick, maybe, let's just go there. And you would say, Pastor Doug, help me to let my faith be active. Amen, amen, my, both my hands up, please Lord, help my faith be more active, amen, amen. Amen. If you're a Christian, everybody's hand should be up. Because we want our faith to be active. We want that. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you help our faith be active. God, don't let me be caught standing still, God, and not doing nothing for you, God. Help me, Lord, let my faith be followed up with action, God. Lord, let people see my fruit. Let them see the love that I share, that we share. God, the, the love that, that we inspire love, life, and relationships, God, that we share hope, God, that we, that we inspire lives, God, Lord Jesus, that, that, we, that we grow people, God, that we are discipling and loving on people, God, and that we're doing things together, God. Help us, Father, in the name of Jesus. To, to let our faith arise in us and start growing fruit. God, this is a season change, God. It's time for spring. It's time for fruit to begin to, to flourish and to, to grow. Help us to grow fruit right now, God, during this season. Because there's people out there that need to see some fruit. Father, people need to see our fruit right now. They're, they're tired of driving past a, a, a dead church and God, past dead Christians, God, and not seeing what they're talking about, God. Why would they want to even be like that? Lord, let us be a, a tree full of fruit dripping off on us for anybody that wants some. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go grow some fruit this week and let people see it and drop it. Drop a little fruit on them. <laughs> drop a little fruit on them. Little, little, like fruit stripes. Just keep dropping them. Just drop, drop it everywhere you go. Get a little fruit. There you go. Just love on people. Let your faith be active. Don't be caught with dead faith. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hope you all have a great week. See you next week.